Welcome to the Hoops College Coaches Podcast. I'm Aaron Paranak along with Brian Bagwell. Our last episode talked about why you might call a timeout. Coaches often use timeouts as opportunities to communicate with their teams, but there are many other opportunities and ways to communicate without calling a timeout. Yeah, to communicate well, we have to understand the types of situations that we're speaking into. Uh, the best place to, to quickly find stats, Division One men's basketball, there are about 162 possessions on average per game. So when we think about what happens in those 162 possessions at Division One men's basketball, there's nine stoppages, not counting the very last one that, that are built into the game with media timeouts, with with halftime, there's also four called timeouts. So out of 162 possessions, there are 17 built-in stoppages. And on average, there's about 18 fouls per team. So that's 36 total fouls. So there's 53 dead ball situations um, in, in which you essentially can say downset hike, right? You have a, a football possession where you have complete control of what's going on on, on the court. Um, so you have possessions like that include based on out of bounds, sideline out of bounds, um, timeouts, uh, free throw situations, as well as the opportunity to uh, substitute. I think the use of a substitution uh, can be very powerful. Maybe they're just tired and they they need a sub, but maybe we we bring them out for for literally one possession just to give them a word of encouragement or re-emphasize something that that has been important to us during the week in practice and then they go right back in um, or maybe we take them out and sit them out for a longer period of time that sends a very clear message not only to that player but to the team that you know what what they did or did not do was was not acceptable with baseline out of bounds with one specific example of communication could be instead of yelling shot clock, shot clock, if, if there's less than 10 seconds on the shot clock, you could have a way to communicate uh, with a gesture like a, a head tap. And then the people on the floor would head tap after you to communicate, hey, we're together and we know what's, what's going on. Um, out of the 162 possessions, there's also about 74 controlled half-court possessions. So for half of those, you know, your bench is on the, the offensive end of the floor. And if you have good, concise terminology – you're able to help your team take advantage of the defense, um, depending on you know how you implement your system in practice and the types of terminology that you're able to use that don't require a timeout to convey information while the while the ball is live. And then two, you have a situation where the where your bench is on the defensive end, and you and your team has a chance to coach the defense on the fly. And lastly, we have transition possessions. Depending on how you choose to play, there's on an average 13 turnovers in a men's Division One basketball game. Those could be dead ball, those could be live ball, and transition can happen at any point. You can communicate in transition offense. A lot of times for me, coaching transition offense is just trying to give a little encouragement to the ball handler to score, to let them know that I'm confident in them, and uh, or, or maybe for a, a shooter to make sure they stay wide, don't get in the way, and get them in the corner um, to kind of situate that transition offense or to be able to stop it and, and uh, turn that transition offense into a controlled possession. Also, you can coach... Uh, Transition defense, uh, communicate to the person on the ball uh, that somebody's got to guard the ball first. And then, you know, you can communicate about the next pass so long as you've built in good terminology 
throughout the course of practice and, and implementing your defense and offense, I think you can communicate and, and they can hear you on the floor. The problem is, I think, is can they actually do something about it? By the time you see it and you say it, what do they see? And can they react fast enough to actually execute what you're saying? You can coach all you want to when players are running up and down the court. You can coach all you want to um, when the game's going on. But when there's a dead ball, when there's a foul, there's inevitably a good 30 seconds where nothing's going on. There are substitutions. The referee is, is reporting the foul to the scorer's table. That is a great opportunity to get one player's attention. I prefer usually the point guard bring the point guard to the bench and say, go tell your teammate to go box out or go tell so-and-so that we need to guard her as a shooter or we need to guard him as a driver and let your team communicate to your team. Let them take ownership and let them come together so that you're not yelling across the court to anybody. You can whisper a message in one player's ear And they have plenty of time to communicate that message to one or multiple players. And now your team is more together without you having to raise your voice or be dramatic. Um, But the communication is, is still as impactful. There, there are a group of people sitting on the bench that are watching the game that we have a huge opportunity to communicate with all the time and we can we can teach them we can help them see things that we're doing right things that we're not doing correctly so that when they step on the floor they're able to raise the level of play um and and know why they're doing things and and why things are going well or why things aren't going well your point about coaching the bench is is very very good not only do you get them ready to be on the floor but um, you get them connected, you get them not being the ones left out that you thought weren't good enough, but you get a chance to be serious, to be humorous a little bit, and um, to have a personality with your team um, during the game, to enjoy it together, to see it together so that they start to see it as you do because you're talking to them as you see it, not just after the action. Taking advantage of whether it's the dead balls or using gestures or um, taking taking advantage of half-court offensive or defensive situations to communicate with our team really saves us from calling those precious timeouts um, that we only have a very few of. Um, those timeouts give us the opportunity to talk to our whole team at one time or talk to one person in front of our whole team at one time those are situations that we don't get very often over the course of a game. Um, and so finding ways to take advantage of ways to communicate to a player or having a player communicate to another player or having a player communicate to the rest of the team and maximizing those advantages over the course of 160 something possessions We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Hoops College Coaches Podcast. Join us next week.